are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today is Monday, January 17th, 2022. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day and happy 100th birthday to the late, great Betty White. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, recording from a very snowy Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon, where we talk about the Mariners even more. And also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that. If you are interested in on today's episode of Locked On Mariners, it's Mailbag Monday. You sent us some Mariners questions, some baseball questions, and some non-baseball questions, and we're going to try to get to as many as we can over the next 30 or so minutes. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. So let's start with the one question that we got via email from Craig, who says the Mariners just signed three guys for $2.5 million. million and $1.3 million in the international signing period. And if this was the draft, those signing bonuses would slot at the end of the first to second rounds. Does the talent of these three match the talent you would find in those rounds? And if not, what round would you project these would fit talent wise? So Colby, let's start with the big one. Lazaro Montez, who signed for $2.5 million with Mariners over this past weekend. Where would he kind of fit in terms of the draft? If he were in this past class or this upcoming class, what have you? Um, and, you know, really, does does that actually correlate, right? Does this signing period and those valuations correlate to the to the valuations that you see with the slot values in um, the draft each year? No, not really. Um, you know, because teams have more money to spend. They have more uh bonus pool money is spent in the draft, uh, uh, the MLB draft, particularly if you're, if you're picking high, uh, you know, first round picks get $7 million. I think the biggest bonus I've seen, a an international guy get is four or 5 million. The entire Mariners draft pool or the entire Mariners, uh, international pool was a little over $5 million. So, you know, the number one overall pick gets $8 million on his own. Um, so it doesn't exactly correlate perfectly well but uh in terms of what the mariners picked up over the last few days uh where they would rank in the draft to me montes would be a probably a second round guy uh you know typically at only players don't go that high unless they uh went to college and they have that track record uh montes is only 17 so he doesn't have anywhere near the track record of say seth beer who is kind of a bat only uh you know draft pick in the recent years um but he's extremely projectable it just again he's fringe average runner and and you know arm right now and he's going to continue to get bigger um so he'd probably be a second round pick uh most years um and you know the other thing too is that i i don't have eyes on these guys 
uh, it's a mm-hmm. lot harder to see these guys than it is to go see, you know, Carter Young play for Vanderbilt. Um, I have easier access to those games. So um, with Montes, I would say he's probably a, a early second round pick, maybe a comp round a pick. Um, in terms of Michael Arroyo, uh, he is an interesting one uh, because there are a lot of people who really think he can hit. Uh, mm-hmm. um, it was, uh, let's see here. Uh, Joe Doyle, uh, was, uh, got a, a quote from a, uh, from a scout who, uh, said that, uh, getting Arroyo for $1.2 million was a steal at that price. He's a pure hitter, uh, probably projects the third base moving forward, but he can hit, uh, he's 17 still has a little projection left. I could have, I could see a guy like Arroyo because he saw as a shot to play shortstop, although probably third. He might be a second round pick as well. Uh, kind of a similar mm-hmm. profile to, to uh, Edwin Arroyo, just in terms of age and build um, and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, Arroyo's bat is is more advanced. Uh, sorry, they're both Arroyo. Michael Arroyo's bat is more advanced than Edwin's. Um, so he might have gone a little bit higher, but Edwin is certainly going to stay at shortstop. So uh, they probably mm-hmm. go roughly in the same spot. Uh, Martin. Uh, Martin Gonzalez, he's a defender. Like that's his his calling card. He's a right. very good shortstop. Um, very similar to Edwin Arroyo in the sense that he's kind of glove first at the moment. Right, and there is some upside there with the bat. So I, I think he's probably a, a third round pick if I had to guess. And again, remember, mm. beauty is in the eye of the beholder. The Mariners thought Edwin Arroyo was a second round pick. There are probably some teams who right. had him as a fourth round pick. You know what I mean? So right. it kind of depends on where you go there. But I, I think, you know, if you're looking at this from like where would these guys slot draft, I think Montes is probably a high second rounder, maybe a comp round A pick. Um, I mm. actually think Gonzalez, because of the bat, probably goes, you know, in the 50s, 60s. And then. You mean a Royal? Yes, sorry. Uh, and then Gonzalez mm. is, I would say, probably a third round pick just because it's, it's mostly glove and a lot of projection mm. at the plate where the other two are, you know, obviously still a lot of projection because they're only 17, but just mm. it's easier to project, you know, defense than it is offense. So if you have offense already in your back pocket, you're going to go higher than a guy with a plus glove. Yeah. Gonzalez is really interesting to me because, you know, there obviously there are no sure things with any prospect with anything, but uh, when you find someone that has one tool that you feel like you can depend on years down the road, um, that's that's certainly interesting, and, and Gonzalez is, is going to stick at shortstop. He's uh, fantastic there, and uh, he's starting to fill out a little bit, and uh, that that's starting to you know create some interesting things there at the plate. So that's the one guy that I'm I'm really interested in. That's kind of being overshadowed by the other two, um, but yeah, Arroyo uh, looks really interesting, and then Montes, of course, you know might be. Uh, you know, just a, a first base, maybe corner outfield. We'll see, but probably first base DH type. He's had some Jordan Alvarez comparisons, so that's always uh, that's always fun. A uh, ton of power. The guy is just massive. Um, I mean, you know, if, if you haven't already, I would suggest looking up a picture of him standing next to Nelson Cruz, who we trained with uh, over this past year. Uh, it's uh, it's striking how little he makes Nelson Cruz look compared to him and uh, Nelson Cruz is a pretty big guy. So yeah, it's right. uh, <laughs> these, uh, uh, these, these three, these three signings 
it's really interesting too. You know, the Mariners just went all, all in really on, on these three guys. Obviously they signed some others, but this is what they use the majority of their bonus pool on. And they went big with Montez, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's worth noting here. This just came from Joe Doyle uh, at Joe, Joe Doyle, M I L B on Twitter. Uh, the Mariners are signing Guatemalan right-handed pitcher Sebastian Barrios in this class. Yeah. Uh, Barrios, six foot one, hundred seventy pound frame, extremely quick arm, long levers projection, updating nine miles an hour with a fantastic feel for a curveball. So that's another interesting mm-hmm. arm to uh, to keep track of. Yeah, they also signed um, right-handed pitcher Marco Patino, um, shortstop Yoan De Jesus, and right-handed pitcher Eduardo Tovar. Um, so they've been. Um, They've been pretty active, but the uh, yeah the three big signings there with Montez, Arroyo, and Gonzalez those those are the big three, and um, they're all they're all a lot of fun. Um, Montez, I think for you and I, Colby, are probably gonna he's probably gonna slot in um, somewhere in the top twenty, somewhere in the top eighteen prospects for us. Um, Gonzalez and Arroyo are probably gonna be uh, just outside of the top thirty, but they um, they they certainly have a a ton of ceiling uh, there to. Uh, to certainly rise to the ranks pretty quickly, so it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, to see how those guys develop over the over the next few years. And uh, yeah, um, you always got to trust this uh, this Mariners scouting department, especially uh, in the uh, in the uh, international uh, in the international ranks. Um, so thank you for the question, um, Craig. Really appreciate it. Let's answer one quick question uh, from Twitter. Uh, let's go to Eli Sellers. At Eli Sellers 24 has a non-Mariners question um, asking which sporting event would you most like to attend? And he says any sport. So it could be the Super Bowl. It could just be a random game. It could be what have you. Um, World Series, anything like that. Uh, for me, uh, I'm, I'm going to go very homerish here, but uh, it's a uh, you know, Mariners home World Series game, ideally. That's what I would like to attend the most. Well, since you're cheating and being very specific, I will answer the question in the way it was intended to be answered. Um, to mm-hmm. me, there, there's two sporting events that happen every single year that we can bank on. They're going to happen. Uh, Army Navy okay. game uh, is is very high on my list. I've always wanted to do attend the Army Navy game. Um, also, the College World Series. Always wanted to make it out to Omaha um, and just mm. you know spend the week. Um, you know, watching some really fun uh, college baseball. Um, yeah, it'd be great if, you know, like the University of Washington was there like they were a few years ago, but I would still go even if they weren't. And I think that's the spirit of the question, Ty, because obviously the answer is game clinching. I'm, I'm a man of the series. people, remember? I'm a man of the people, remember? So and even if you have to cheat to get there, even if, you have to, even if you have to cheat the system to be the man of the people, that's what you're going to do. Okay. Uh, I'll say this. I, I, I think it would be cool. I've never gone to a soccer football match before, um, but those things oh, look yeah. crazy. So like one of the UEFA like championships or one of those oh, things yeah. like I would or Premier League championships. Like no I would go to that. that. No interest in that. None. Well, good for you. I didn't ask. <laughs> but you did. All right. So before he gets on a, on a rant about soccer, let me remind you about Built Bar. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better. 
than a candy bar. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where is the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and most Built Bars even contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Meanwhile, compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Now, here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new so go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off your order at built.com you're listening to locked on mariners thank you again for making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every day let's continue the mailbag monday here with a question from cody who asks it seems like france is now seen as a long-term answer at first base. So does Evan White still have a future with the Mariners? This is a question that uh, we've kind of gotten a little bit of, more so on our live show at at Control the Zone on, uh, or sorry, at Truth of the Trident on on YouTube. Um, But this is also a question that's been floated around Mariners Twitter in general is, well, what's going to happen with, with Evan White here now that it seems that Ty France is the future at first base for the Mariners? Colby, do you have any idea what, you know, where Evan White projects now moving past 2022? Because obviously he's going to start the year in, in, in Tacoma. He's got to rehab. He's got to work at it, on his approach at the plate. But do you see him having a future in Seattle? And if he figures those things out, where is he going to play? Uh, yeah, I still think he has a future in Seattle. Um, it's it's muddier than it was, uh, obviously, you know, when he signed the deal. But uh, sure, he, he can still uh, forge his own path here. And, and again, ultimately, the bat is going to determine everything because if Evan White can hit and he can prove that he can hit, they're going to find a spot for him or they're going to find a spot for Ty France. That's just how it's going to work. You have the DH still open. Ty France could certainly do that. Ty France could play mm-hmm. some second and third. You can kind of move him around a little bit here and there and also play him at first if there's a, a tough matchup for Evan White. You can kind of do a, a platoon there with White. Uh, White's also going to get to play some outfield this year. The, the Mariners have kind of already yep. announced that. Um, he did that a little bit in college and for Team USA. He's okay out there. Um, he's. It's not like when you put Mark Trumbo, a first baseman, out in the outfield. Um it's not like that at all. I mean, Evan White is is, is no, Evan Evan White is very athletically gifted, right? So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he can handle that. Yeah, he's he'd probably if if he went there, out there full time, he'd probably be 55, 60 glove in a corner, and maybe even French average in center field. Um, he's gotten a little bit bigger uh, since his college days, so that's why I don't say he's going to be above average in center. But yeah, you could put him in the outfield a little bit. You could put him at first base. Um, you could start him in the outfield and then when the game gets tight late, you could put, go put him at first base and get a, you know, plus outfielder out there. And, uh, there's plenty of ways to get Evan white, uh, playing time. And, and, you know, I kind of talked about this last night in our, in the AMA we did, or I did, um, for true to the Trident, um, and control the zone. Uh, there's three outfield spots that each need 162 games worth of 
players and there's a DH spot, um, you know, 648 players, you divide that by five, you're still getting 130 games a year. Um, so there's plenty of spots for Evan White to get his at-bat. So yes, there is still a future for him in Seattle, but he has to hit. It's it's really that simple. Let's go to uh, at zero underscore Colin underscore one who asks, uh, who will have the best Mariners commercial out of the top prospects debuting next year, not including Julio? Uh, I don't know. I don't really know much about the personalities of Brandon Williamson and, and, and Matt Brash and George Kirby to honestly give you a definitive answer on that. I also don't know if the Mariners are really planning on doing commercials. I would assume they are. They haven't done it for the last couple of years, obviously because of COVID restrictions. But uh, yeah, if we're excluding Julio from this list and just looking at the guys that are, are supposed to debut next year, I don't really know. I don't know much you know, about the, uh, the personalities of, uh, of really any of these guys to, to tell you if they would be good in a commercial or not. Colby, you have any anything else to add to that? None of them have earned any a commercial. <laughs> like, why would you make a George Kirby commercial before he's debuted? You know, like, it just it doesn't make sense. And I don't know anything about George Kirby. Um, like, I know Julio has a personality. And I'm not saying that other guys don't have personalities, but I don't know. Call me crazy, but for some reason, I don't see George Kirby being that good of an actor. I don't know. Maybe he's great. But... Uh, yeah, well, I, I hope they bring back the live Mariner commercials, although probably not because I'm going to guess spring training is going to get delayed. So it'd probably be three years without uh, Mariner commercials. But uh, yeah, why would you put a prospect in, in a commercial before he's done anything at the major league level? Just it doesn't make sense. I mean, like you want a cameo Julio, fine, I guess. But like, yeah, right. I mean, no thanks. Like you got plenty to work with without uh, having to dip into the the non-major leakers like you'll probably see george kirby mm. being the catcher in one of the commercials i think that's how they get like reliever they get like relievers and guys like that in there they just dress somebody else up in an oakland a's uniform and put them behind the plate that'll be george kirby <laughs> so i'll say george kirby um sure <laughs> i'll i'll tag along on that answer because i don't have anything better to give you on that front sorry uh, let's go to at eight crash Davis stemming from a fan fiction Friday question. Do you either of you see any reasonable slash realistic packages that would land Mike Sonino back in Seattle? If you want to trade like Mike Sonino, like the minute after the lockout ended, we could talk about Levi Stout and, and, you know, um, probably not Matt Brash, but we could talk about Levi Stout or Bryce Miller, somebody like that, somebody in that range. We could talk about that and then maybe a little bit more on top. Um, but in July, I'm talking about like, you know, for a catcher who doesn't make contact, mostly defense, uh, a little bit of power. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm talking somebody in like the 20s. I'm talking like Victor Labrada, if that. So um, as of right now, uh, I, I don't see a, a deal that makes sense for both sides. Um, because the Rays are still trying to compete, and the Rays didn't want to didn't want to pay Mike Sanino. They could have just not picked up his option. So I kind of feel like uh, they're going to roll with him for a little while, and then maybe if they get into the into the middle of the year, whether they're in it or not, and they're probably going to be in it, they they are always open to trading in July. Yeah, you know, we saw them trade Diego Castillo. You know, in in, in while well, they were 
fighting for the division. They still traded one of their best relievers. So uh, they'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's when you want to start looking at Zanino. But as of right now, I just don't see a deal where it makes sense for the Mariners to pull the trigger where the Rays would also say, yeah, sure, you know, let's let's not have Mike Zanino going into the year. Yeah, I don't I don't see it this offseason. Um, the Rays are going to want him because, I mean, what other options do they have at the catcher position right now that are going to properly supplement what he was able to to provide last year? I mean, it was a four and a half went player slash two sixteen three oh one five fifty nine. Like it's really good last year. Um, and then you add on his, uh, you know, the fact that he's one of baseball's best defensive catchers. Um it's a really, uh, it's a really valuable player right now, and I just think with, uh, with you know where the the Rays want to go, um, they're gonna want to, they're gonna want to have Zanino tag along. And uh, when it comes to July, assuming that these teams are still competing, um, you know both of them are, are very much in, in the hunt. Um, I, even then, like I, I, I get he would be a free agent. Uh, but I, I don't know if he would uh, if the Rays would actually be willing to part ways with him at that point. It, it's hard to tell. Um, he's uh, you know especially if he's if he's playing at at that kind of level. Um, I just feel like he's probably more valuable to them in a postseason race than uh, whatever they would be able to get back. So uh, I don't I don't know if anything would uh, would necessarily fit unless the, the Mariners were willing to overpay. All right, so we are going to be doing a little bit of a lightning round. In just a moment, but real quick, a reminder: this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On. That's L O C K D O N to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So we got eight questions to go here for our last segment, but a few of them should be pretty quick. So this is a uh, lightning round time. Let's start with Cody Anderson, who submitted a question earlier at code underscore mode 15 says geek question. Who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? My, my answer to this is, is very simple. It's Goku because I, I, I don't like Superman. I think he's trash. <laughs> so Colby, have you even Goku. watched Dragon Ball Colby? Is that what a Goku is? Oh, come on, man. Yes. Yes. I don't know then. Oh my god! Too busy watching cool <sighs> stuff like Pokemon, you know. So Dragon Ball is also that. cool. No. It could just also be cool, you know. No. It doesn't have to be one or the other. No. So. No. so you're going Superman? I mean, I don't know what like the backstory of Goku is, but Superman has one weakness, so I don't know how that matches up to what's I his mean, name. It's hard to explain. We we can't we we don't have time for that. But Goku would would probably at, be at a disadvantage. I'll say. All right, let's move on to uh, Alex Ledbetter fifteen at Alex Ledbetter fifteen. Would you like to see a Mariners playoff game on Nickelodeon? No. <laughs> I 
thankfully i i didn't get the nickelodeon broadcast for the cowboys 49ers game that happened on on sunday uh here up in canada uh but i saw like little snippets of it and um yeah uh i don't have any interest in ever watching that personally so i know there's an audience for it but i am not the audience no neither am i it looks absolutely horrendous not good so the answer is no to that (laughs) um at eight crash davis what's your favorite snack to grab at t-mobile park well i can't answer that because i haven't been to t-mobile and uh well i've never been to t-mobile park quote unquote i've only been to safeco field uh like 13 years ago so colby don't be a schmuck eat before you go in Um, or just bring your own food yeah, uh, you can bring your own food. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people know that. Um, just has to be in a clear, sealed container. Um, and I think technically Ziploc bags uh, count as clear and sealed. So, um, yeah. my one of my heroes is a guy I saw at a at a Seattle Mariners game pull out of his backpack a Costco hot dog in a Ziploc bag, and that cost him a dollar fifty. Where a worse hot dog at the concession stand would have cost him at least seven eight bucks. That guy is my hero. That is the biggest middle finger to the man I've ever seen at the ballpark. It is awesome. I should have gotten my picture taken with him because that dude is living. That dude is absolutely living right. Um, but uh, they're, they're obviously like some people go and they, they want the experience of ballpark food. And I get that. Like I'm, I'm mostly joking when I call people schmucks. Um, some people are, but. I get it. Like you want uh, I, one of the places I do want to try. I believe it's Azell's chicken. I think is in the ballpark, and it mm. it sounds delicious. It's fried chicken. Um, but yeah, typically I eat before I go. Um, if there's a deal of the day type of thing, I'll I'll get that. But usually it's just I get a couple of Mariner dogs, like Junior dogs, two of them for eight bucks. Yeah, if, I, if, of, if I'm going to the ballpark, like going to the Rogers Center or whatever, I'm just grabbing a hot dog and a beer. That's kind of my thing. Hopefully Ty and I will be at a baseball game together this year when he comes down in August, yes. which I'm putting out there now because then he has to do it. So, yes. um, <laughs> yeah, but a hot so dog is the go-to and, and most, mm. most of the food at the ballpark is overpriced. I like a good pretzel. Here's my problem, right? Real fast. And I, I know we're running out of time, but real fast uh, at T-Mobile park. If you go get a soft pretzel, right? Which I love. I love soft pretzels. That's yeah, like eight same. bucks. Jesus. The cup of cheese is like $4. Ew, what? Yeah, I'm not even joking about that. So I don't get them there because $12 pretzel with cheese. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Screw you. I don't want it's not worth $8 if you gave me the cheese, but you're going to make me pay extra for the cheese. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting the pretzel. So there you go. I spend very little money on food at the ballpark. It just it's such a scam to me that it it makes me so annoyed that I ultimately don't do it. Like I said, if I do do it, then go get the junior kids meal hot dog. You can get two of them for like eight bucks and like a Mm. regular ballpark frank is like nine dollars so here's here's what i'm doing there is a mod pizza about a few blocks away from the ballpark i'm going to mod pizza i'm ordering myself a pizza and uh putting that in a ziploc bag taking the slices individually putting that in a ziploc bag and taking that to the ballpark (laughs) hell yeah that's right Mod pizza rules hashtag not sponsored it it is very good i i enjoy mod we have one here in town um quick uh quick side note here uh, ballpark protocol. You can bring in water bottles, right? Unopened water bottles. If they're 32 mm. ounces or lower, guess what the average size is of a medium water bottle? 
33.6 ounces. <laughs> I'm not making that up. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to bring in a small water bottle sealed if you want to bring water into the ballpark. So, uh, yeah, T-Mobile, quite a scam sometimes, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm still going. So they got me. Um, all right. Curtis Christensen at Courtesy Baseball. Is signing Freddie Freeman a worthwhile pursuit? If they miss out on Brian and Story, it can make it easier to acquire someone like Jose Ramirez and trade France. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no to all of that. Um, yeah, I would I would honestly, you guys know how much uh, we're, we're hesitant on trading for Matt Chapman. I would rather trade for Matt Chapman. Yeah, it's, it's not that Freeman's bad or he's not going to be worth the money or anything like that. Um, it's just yeah. that He's a first baseman, and you already have a first baseman. And it yeah, just, and it, and like I get the idea, like, well, all right, you flip France for Jose Ramirez, but France is really though. good. Plus, you're still gonna have, plus even if you trade him to France, you're still gonna have to give him Hancock. Maybe yeah, you're still gonna have to give him like three other things on top of that. Yeah. So, like, basically, what it comes down to is, is would you rather have, um, uh, would you rather have Freddie Freeman for six years and 180 million dollars? Or would you rather have, you know, Trevor Story for four years and a hundred million, and and Carlos Rodon for two years and 50, uh, 50 million? You know, what I mean, like, like what's, and Ty France for the league minimum, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, it just, just, and maybe money. also trade for like Matt Chapman or Jeff McNeil on top of that. Like, you, you know? legitimately could get Story and Conforto combined for the contract you're going to have to get Freddie Freeman to get him to leave Atlanta. Yeah. I yeah. would rather I would rather do that. And plus I'm going to, you know, I'm only going to have Conforto for a year or two. I'm only going to have Story for 4 or 5, whereas Freeman I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to give 6 or 7 years to. Mm-hmm. I just I'm not interested. Um Yeah. I feel he came you. to the Mariners was like, "Hey, you want a one year I'll, I'll sign one year 20 million dollars." Okay, yeah. I mean, you figure it out. Um but that's not happening. Mhm. All right, let's uh, let's try to pick up the uh, the pace here uh, a little bit. Let's uh, let's go at eight crash, eight crash Davis, uh, not including potential moves prior to the season. Who are the Mariners' top outfielders for twenty twenty two? Meaning, based off current roster, who would you say has the most potential for each outfield position? Uh, just to make it quick, I'll do a top three. I'll say Mitch Haniger, obviously, Jared Kelnick, Kyle Lewis. Does that sound good? Go with that. Yeah, the four best outfielders in your organization right now are Kelnick, Lewis, Haniger, and Julio. Uh, yeah. Fraley's probably number five. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably about right. All right, Famous Jameis at eating underscore W's. If you couldn't choose the Mariners, who would you want to see win the World Series this year? I've always really liked the Brewers, so I'll go Brewers. Mm. Interesting, after I made the comment about the beer. Um I'm going to uh, pick who I always pick. I, I really like the Rays. Um, I like their uniforms. I like their hats. I like their baseball ops department. Wish they spent more money, but what are you going to do? Um, I'm a big fan of what the Rays have going on, um, you know, on the non-ownership division, I should say. Uh, so I'll, I'll say the Rays. I really enjoy watching them play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rays are a lot of fun. Derek Brown at Derek underscore Brown 7. If Conforto proves out of their price range. Could Austin Meadows be a trade target? Uh, seeing as they have kind of similar profiles. Eh. And if so, what kind of package would it take to get it done? I mean, 
Meadows, for the most part, is pretty much a DH only. Do you have any ideas on a package? What it would take to get Austin Meadows? How many, how many years does he have left? I, I, I failed to, uh, to prepare for this. <laughs> <laughs> he's got about two years left. Um, okay. He's only 26. Uh, so that's good. But uh, yeah, you know, he's just, he's honestly, he's not like that good of a hitter. At least you look at like the data uh, of uh, baseball savant, stack cast, really not a lot to love in his game. Uh, the 2019 season kind of looks like an outlier. Uh, it's been, you know, 175 games since then. And he's been okay. 234, 315, 458. It's kind of poor man's Mitch Hanniger. Mm. And defensively, he's, he's a little bit better than Hanniger, but that's not saying much. Um, like I said, he's probably a DH type. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, two years of that for kind of a fringe average hitter. Eh, not gonna give you much. I would say that like anybody inside my top 10 is probably out of discussion. Um, and I think that probably ends conversations for Tampa. Um, although again, Tampa's cheap, mm-hmm. right? And Meadows is making a little bit of money here. Um, I think he's going to make $4 million this year. Um, Actually, you know what? He is, uh, apparently, he is just ARB1. So uh, he is three years of club control. So that's going to raise the price even more. I would just skip it if I were the Mariners. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, again, I think 2019 is the outlier. I think what you're getting here is Max Kepler minus the defense, which is. Yeah, I would rather have Max Kepler. I would too, but I mean, I, I don't think he's available, but if he was, I would most certainly rather have that. Um, to me, yeah. I, I would say I would give up knowing that he has three years and that he's 26. He'll turn 27 in May. So it's his age 27 season. I would give up. Like, I think the best piece I would give up minor league piece. I would give up uh, Levi stout. Like maybe Adam Mako, but probably not. And I'd really prefer mm. to keep Stout. So maybe yeah, it's somebody that's a outside rich my for top me. ten. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's somebody outside my top ten. Probably more of a bulk deal. Um, yeah, I'd probably start at like one of the pitchers that they got in the recent draft, Michael Morales, Bryce Miller. Even then, I kind of hesitate. Would you, okay, a so you're, bit. Then you're not doing Connor Phillips. Like I tell you, no. what, I I would do Zach Deloach straight up. If that's something they want to do. Like without question, I don't think they would. No, I would do Deloach and like Polkovich, Deloach, Polkovich, and somebody like Wontane or Taylor Dollard. Mm-hmm. I would do that, but that's probably about as much as I could do. Just Meadows, just to me, is not a Mariner-y type of player. Yeah, same. I agree. All right, last question from Aiden at SFNE fifty eight. Who asks, uh, what's our favorite candy? Chocolate and non-chocolate. I'm going to go Snickers. And I'm going to go... Um, I'm going to go Sour Patch Kids. Man, you're so basic. Um, <laughs> as I go even more basic. Uh, Reese's uh-huh. Peanut Butter Cups. Uh, yeah. They are Reese's, not Reese's. Get it right. Yep. Uh, Reese's. And Skittles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Actually, I'm gonna change my answer from Sour Patch Kids to Sour Skittles. Sour Skittles are are dope. Yuck. There's nothing wrong with the OGs. 
Um, also, Starburst, very good. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Starburst Under, is uh, overrated. Overrated candy. Jelly beans, way overrated. Yeah, jelly beans are kind of trash. Yep. Going to be Too real waxy. Yeah. Have you ever had the uh, Harry Potter Birdie Blots uh, flavored beans? A long, long time ago. Like when they first came out, somebody brought some to school. Um, yeah. But I haven't had them in so long. And, and like, apparently the flavors are pretty accurate. Yeah. Like earwax. No, I, like I was earwax. like, I was like Dumbledore. I, I got earwax oh. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was not great. It was not a fun time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I had them a very long time ago, but jelly beans, candy corn, like stuff that's like waxy, I really don't like. Candy mm-hmm. corn, by the way, it belongs in the trash. Agreed. If you like candy, if you like candy corn, grow up. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that though. Uh candy corn <laughs> is uh below bottom tier. It is um garbage. It is literal yes. candied garbage. Um throw so, it in there with the peeps. Yeah. I mean, I do like marshmallow though, so like to me, peeps at least have one redeeming quality to them, oh, but they're way too sugary. Uh Ty, one last thing just came across the the docket. It probably deserves mention. Uh, we don't need to discuss it because I know we're over time already. But uh, former Mariners bullpen coach Brian DeLunis has passed away at the age of 46 after a lengthy oh, battle no. of kidney disease. So, yes. Oh, man. Uh, rest in peace, Brian DeLunis. Um, mm. Yeah, that's 46 is way too young. So, yeah, that's that's uh, really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, Thoughts out to his his family and um, the organization and uh, you know everyone who uh, who knows him who considers themselves a friend colleague all all that stuff. Um, it's uh, really unfortunate. Um, rest yeah. in peace, uh, Brian DeLunis. Um, so uh, unfortunately, there there really is no natural way to to segue to um, to our outro here. But that is uh, going to do it for our show today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling and Just Like Us. Their show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we will see you on Wednesday. Peace.